Okay, we're in Leviticus, and uh, we're in Leviticus chapter 23, and tonight is, honestly, it's, this is pretty cool for me. We've been reading like 50 verses a week, which is cool. That's, that's cool, but it's been kind of hard, and honestly, as I'm just reading, I'm like, no one's listening. They're just sleeping. This is, it's hard. So tonight, we have three verses from God in Leviticus, and they're, they're, so, you know, nothing wrong with 55 verses, but we have three verses to get from the Lord. Uh, so Leviticus 23, we're going to read the first three verses. Um, we've been moving at a pretty good pace, but the next couple of like weeks, we get to kind of slow down on some really profound things that God has for us. Um, he had that f- for these Jewish people, but there's something really profound here for, for us. So I'm going to read the first three verses of Leviticus 23, and then we'll pray and get into the word of God. Let's do it. it says this, the Lord spoke to Moses. Just real quick, that's awesome, you guys. Okay. Saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, these are the appointed feasts of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy convocations, which just means meeting. They are my appointed feasts. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. Word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you speak to us. Thank you, God, that your word is the sword of the Spirit. We believe that you're here, Holy Spirit. We believe that you speak to us. And we believe that the more of your word we get in our minds and in our hearts and in our soul, just the more that your Spirit has to work with. Thank you that it's what your spirit uses. Uh, it's, it's this sword. It's what convicts us. It's what points us to Jesus. It's what helps us walk with you, Lord. It's what saves people who are going to hell and it rescues them. You, Holy Spirit, use the word of God. And the same time, the same way you spoke in the beginning and there was light, you speak through your word and, and by your spirit and you, you bring new life. You bring faith. You, you, make new, you make dead people alive. And so would you just do that through your word tonight? God, you are here. You're with us. And we're sitting under your word right now. We want to we listen. Thank you that you spoke to Moses, but then you speak to us. And so we want to listen to your word right now. This is the best thing we could listen to. So thank you for it. Thank you that it's a gift, God. Would, would you speak to us now tonight? It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so uh, I'm going to ask a couple of questions and ask you if any of this sounds familiar to you, okay? You ever feel just tired? Ever feel exhausted? You ever feel stressed, like, like literally in your body? Uh, have you ever felt overwhelmed? Have you ever felt burnt out? Have you ever, like, your body is literally hurting, you're so tired? Uh, you're so tired you can't sleep? Has that ever happened? Like, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. You're so tired you can't sleep. Uh, and it's just like life just sometimes feels just like this unending cycle, like this treadmill you're just on and there's no rest. Uh, if you're like me, you may not be, but my brain never shuts down. It just doesn't stop. Honestly, I'm just worrying and thinking and stressing and planning about the next thing. I'm o- my brain is always going. When I, I'm a night person, so I remember being a little kid and I would lay in bed. 
my mom's like, you have to go to bed. And I would lay there and it would be hours. And I'd just be laying, just thinking, just thinking for hours. That was my childhood, just laying in my room, just thinking. Like my brain, it doesn't stop. Uh, how about this? You ever feel just dry? Like your soul just feels crusty and dry? Uh, Abraham Lincoln said when they won the, the Civil War and they're like, aren't you excited? And he's like, yeah. But to be honest, he said, nothing touches the tired spot. That's what he said. Nothing touches. I, yeah, we won the war, but honestly, I am so tired and nothing can fix it. I can't, nothing touches the tired spot. Uh, one of my favorite Bilbo Baggins said, I feel thin, sort of stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. You ever feel that way? Just like, it, there'd be enough butter, but like there's just too much and I can't scrape the bread. There's not enough. Um, here's some good news for you guys. Do you know this? God actually knows what it's like to be tired. Do you know that? Jesus knew what it was to be tired. God in heaven knows what it's like to be tired. And um, I love that about our God. He's, he's almighty God and he's perfect. And yet he became a person and he experienced tiredness and exhaustion. And so God knows, he deeply knows what we are going through. And do you know what else? He doesn't just know, he like helps us. He like helps us when we're weak and when we're tired and when we're dry. Um, and here, really quick, like I know, let's be honest, this book is it's a good book. We know it. Yeah, it's good. It's right. We're supposed to read it. But like a lot of times this book, it literally right now, it just feels heavy, right? It just feels heavy. Like I know it's good, but it's just heavy and it's hard to get into. And it often just feels burdensome to even open it and to read it, let alone to like do what it says. But I want you guys to know this. When God says a commandment, this is true. Listen, his commandments are actually gifts and they're not burdensome. Did you know God's commandments like lift us up? They lift our burdens. They create space for which we can have life and rest and freedom. When God says, hey, this is how I want you to live, he's just telling you, this is how I made you. This is how you were designed to live and to flourish. And if you do this, you will have life. And if you wanna go your own way, like you will experience death. And so I know, and I, I know in my own soul, this book often feels burdensome, but you guys, it's a lie. God's word and his commandments are a gift and they bring life. And, and tonight we get to talk about on, like one of the coolest commandments there is in the Bible, God says this, hey, you need to rest. You need to stop working and you need to be still and enjoy me, the greatest thing in the universe. And I want you to sleep and I want you to enjoy my gifts and I want you to do things that stir your affections, which means like your emotion, your heart, your soul, that stir your affections for me. Like that's, that's honestly cool. God's like, hey, I wanna just give you the best, one of the best gifts you can have. Like that's a commandment. God's like, just rest, be. Now we're gonna get into the Sabbath and what, how the Bible talks about the Sabbath. But um, the Sabbath, these verses we just read actually have, I'm gonna read them again. They have a unique starting point. Um, one that you maybe didn't notice at first. So we're, the beginning point of Sabbath is this. If you look at Leviticus 23, if you have it in your Bible, I close mine. 
but pull it up again. Uh, Look at verse three. It says this. Six days shall work be done. Did you guys get the foundation of the Sabbath? Maybe kind of lame. The Sabbath is after six days of work. Did you guys know that? Six days. Six days work shall be done. So, uh, the foundation for the Sabbath is, hey, you just worked for six days. Uh, God actually designed a six-day work week. Did you know that? We are like living large in America. We have two days off. We're like, Sabbath, what is this? Like, I'm fine. I do, I, like, I don't have to work. God says, you have to work hard for six days. Now, I want you to know this. Even work is a gift from God. Do you know that? Did you know before the fall, before uh, Adam and Eve sinned and Satan like ruined everything, uh, God had given us job descriptions and job assignments. He, he told Adam, even like one practical one, I want you to name all the animals. Like, that's fun. That's a job. Uh, then he says, okay, here's another job. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. That's not bad work. That's what he said. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. He also said, I want you to, to take care of the land, to cultivate it, to basically take God's creation and in some sense, make it better, to take raw creation and cultivate it and make it into something better. Like even technology, we're, we're like doing what God called us to do. We're taking his raw data, his raw whatever, like molecules and electricity and however that works and we cultivate it and we make it into stuff that's we were designed you were designed by God you were hardwired by God to work for six days a week work is a good thing work is a gift um to to cultivate brings satisfaction it brings satisfaction it's part of what it means to be human every one of you guys was made a certain way to cultivate and to work hard. And when you work hard, you remember that one time when you worked hard? How good did that feel, honestly? How good does it feel to like, I just did that? Whatever it may be, it may be a little project. It may be like, I just did my job and I don't even like my job, but I just worked hard in my job. And I just, there's something good. Like I just worked really hard. Part of work in God's design for work is purpose. Part of God's design for work is honestly significance. Part of God's design for work is, uh, is con- contributing to what God is doing in the world. You guys, God could just do whatever he wants, but he says, I wanna do it through people. I want to give them particular gifts and callings, and I'm gonna get my work done through people. Like there are people who don't know Jesus right now. And he says, do you know how I want to reach them? I want my people to go work hard to go work really hard and go tell the world about me. To be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth is a good thing. We know uh, work is cursed, right? I'll read you the verse in Genesis three seventeen. So when Adam and Eve sinned against God, this is what happened. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. By the sweat of your face, I'm literally sweating right now. There was a day when I didn't have to sweat when I taught the Bible. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Just, oh, really? Thorns, the sweat of your brow, your dream job is cursed. Guys, let's just be honest with you real quick. Your dream job is cursed. Anybody who's ever got their dream job, it's cursed. Um, I'll be honest. I love my job and I love studying and teaching the Bible. 
like it's, it's my job. And I can't believe this is my job. It's my favorite thing that I've ever done. And do you know what? My week is filled with, oh, I don't want to do this right now. Like this is my favorite thing. And I honestly sit down and I have sleep and I have coffee and I had breakfast and I sit at a desk and no one's around. And I just look at this and I think, why God? Like this is so hard. And this is my dream job. Um, Work is good, but I want us, especially us right now when we're in that stage of life where we're we're hoping and we're thinking of our dream jobs and what we could do and what we're called to do and how we're made, think about those things, dream about those things, pursue those things. But when you get it, know this, it's cursed and it won't satisfy you. It won't satisfy. It's good, it's awesome, but it will uh, be much toil and it will cause much sweat and there will be thorns even in your dream job. That, that's a bummer. Honestly, that's a bummer. Um, that's just part of work. That's part of what happened in work. Some of you guys are like, hey, I don't have my dream job and I can like testify it's cursed. I know that it's cursed. But here's the thing. Before we get into the Sabbath, God starts with six days. You have to work hard. And many of us, let's just be real. What we need to hear isn't necessarily, hey, you need to take a nap. What we need to hear is, hey, you need to get off your butt and you need to work hard. That's part of what God calls you to do. Go work hard. Work hard in the things you like to do and go work hard in the things that you don't like to do. Like be faithful in what God has given you right now. Is that school? Is it a class you hate? Is it a boss you don't like? Is it a supervisor you don't like? Is it a job you don't like? God says, work hard for six days. Now, six days, really like, how do we deal with that? Like, there's obviously other time to do work, like laundry and dusting. Oh, there's so much dust in my house and it never goes away. It's work. It's, I, don't do, I don't get paid to dust. I just have to dust. So we're called to work hard for six days. And, and listen to this, you guys. This is important. Do you know what the key to deep rest is? Hard work. Do you know that? Do you know if you want to experience deep, fulfilling rest, it will come after you've worked really hard. That's actually true. Uh, we know this because there are times when we don't have to work that hard. Like, you know, Christmas break or like you just are in between jobs and you just have like weeks on end and you're not working hard. There comes a point when like you just feel kind of lazy, right? Like the rest isn't that satisfying. Like you're living the dream, but you're like, I just feel like a bum. Like rest is more satisfying when we are working really hard. That's part of God's design for Sabbath. And if you want to have a fulfilling Sabbath, you have to start with working really hard. And last thing I'll say is this, you guys, it's really rewarding to work hard. Um, I've had jobs that I have not liked very much. And when God finally got me to the point where I was like, I'm going to be faithful in this job. I'm going to be faithful in washing these dishes and being treated bad by people who I'm giving their coffee to. Like, I'm going to work really hard at it. I'm going to work really hard at it. And there's satisfaction there. You guys, just even to let you in even more, like ministry is, it's a hard job. My job, every job is cursed. Every job is hard, but I know ministry. Ministry is really hard. There are times, you guys, it happened today and I love you, but I was at home with my wife and I was comfortable and it was like Friday and it was like five. And I was like, honestly, this, all I want to do is watch a movie and not work. That's honestly how I felt. Um, And we're like, man, do I really have to go get myself up and work? But listen to this. God says, those who who sow and work bountifully 
will reap bountifully. And if you sow sparingly, if you just cheese out and all your work and all your things, like you're not gonna reap much. You're not gonna reap much. So the first thing God says to us is, hey guys, work hard for six days. And yet, this is the, this is the nice part. God then says, but work is not everything. Work is not everything. He interrupts us in our work and he says, stop. Work is not all there is. Work is not where you find your foremost identity. Your identity is more than what you do. Your worth is more than what you produce. There are deeper things to life than working and what you produce. God is making a point. He's saying, hey, work is not everything. And while we can be a lazy people in culture, we also are like equally just willing to put our identity and our worth in what we do and our work. And we want people to see, look at what I've done. And God says, stop, there's more than that. And, and so he introduces this concept called Sabbath, Sabbath. Shabbat is the fancy Hebrew word. That's a fun word. Uh, Sabbath means to be translated, it just means to cease to rest, to desist from what you're doing. It's mentioned over 200 times, referenced more than 200 times in the Bible. Uh, If you want to get technical, Sabbath starts on a nighttime, a sunset to sunset. That's how God designed Sabbath. Uh, For the Jewish tradition, for many thousands of years, it was on a Saturday, the seventh day. Um, But Christian tradition actually bumped it to Sunday because that was the day Jesus rose from the dead and that was the day that Christians began to gather on Sunday instead of Saturday. Now, okay, what, is, what does the Bible say? What Sabbath is? What is it for? What do we do? Uh, really simply, it's just simply to not work. Remember, he says, you shall not work. Uh, Exodus 20 says this, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. In it, you shall not do any work. You, your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock, or the sojourner who was within your gates. It's kind of funny that God has to tell us, hey, you need to stop working right now. You need to stop working. Um, Our culture just puts work like this is what matters. And do you know what? Our culture can even take work and we can even take our work to this, this, this place where it doesn't belong of this is my God and I'm gonna make sacrifices to it I'm willing to sacrifice relationships to it. I'm willing to sacrifice my character to it. I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I need to do to get this thing. This becomes a false God. Honestly, like many of us probably have parents who sacrificed relationship with us to get that thing, to get work. And we see what happens when when work becomes the main thing. And God just says, hey, stop, cease, no more working. I want you to learn to not work. I want you to learn to rest. I want you to stop working. So a practical thing here is for for you guys, when you Sabbath, what is Sabbath? Like, how do I rest? Where do I find my rest? A couple practical things. If you guys tend to work with your mind, this is a nice little nugget. If you work with your mind, your body needs to go move. You actually rest by moving your body. Like if you sit at a desk, or just inside all day, it's really restful for you to just like go move your body, go on a hike, go do something. Uh, If you work with your body, it's really good for you to rest by like being still. Just be still, maybe take a nap. Uh, If you work with people, 
maybe it's really important for you to go find rest in solitude. And if you tend to work mostly by yourself, maybe you need to like go rest and be in community. Another thing is this though, you, you gotta learn like how God made you because rest in the Bible, God never says, this is what rest looks like. This is what you must do. There's nowhere that the God lists, these are the activities you are to do on the Sabbath. And that's because God made us really different. He made you really different than the person sitting next to you. He wired you differently. And so if you're an introvert like me, you find rest when you go be by yourself and there aren't people around. And for whatever reason, it fills your cup. I like just went in the mountains with my dog and I just wandered off and I couldn't see or hear any humans. And every step I took, it was just like, I'm just happier and happier and happier. If you're an extrovert though, that makes you miserable. And you're like, what am I doing? So listen, God made you that way. Go rest and be with some people. That's okay. That's okay. But here's the the main point is this. You need to not work. You need to not work. And part of the reason is because we right now are in this broken body. The Bible calls it our flesh. One day you're gonna see Jesus face to face. You're gonna be given a new body. You won't have to do certain things that we have to do now. But right now you're in this flesh. And, and a, a whole human is this, a heart, a soul, a mind, and strength. And all four of those things deplete. They need restoring. Your heart, you guys, needs to rest. Your heart, your emotions, the weight you're carrying, your heart needs rest. Your, your soul, your soul, something even deeper in you, that's like the tired spot. David says, God restores my soul. The depth of our being gets tired. Like it doesn't go away when you take a nap. It doesn't go away when you get food or deep sleep. Like your soul needs restoring. Your mind, you guys, mind needs restoring. Like me, if you're an overthinker, you're just thinking all the time, always going, always thinking. Hey, you need to stop. Your mind needs rest. And here's one that we know our bodies, our strength often need to be replenished. Here's, and here's what's interesting. A lot of times we think our heart's messed up and we think our soul's messed up or we think our mind's messed up and really we're just tired. Like that's a thing. Or maybe you're just hungry and you're like, everything is wrong in the world but all you need is like some food. You're like, no, I'm actually totally okay. That's actually a thing in the Bible. Elijah had like a breakdown and it was because he was just charging and he just didn't rest. And he like ran to God and he was like, God, nobody loves you. It's just me and just take my life. And God honestly says, you need to take a nap and he makes him sleep. And then when he wakes up, he brings him some food. There are times when you just need a nap and a snack. Your body needs to be refreshed. Your body was designed to be refreshed. You're not superhuman, you are human. God gave you a body and that's part of it. All of creation, the physical creation gets rest. Think about this, even the earth like turns and goes dark for like however many hours a day. Everything needs rest. And so the first thing God says is stop working, rest. But there's something else to the Sabbath and this is, this is the second point. He says, don't just stop working. He says, The Sabbath is solemn rest, a holy convocation, a Sabbath unto the Lord. So it's definitely part of Sabbath to just be refreshed, to not work, to go on a hike, to be with people, to do whatever. But but the most important thing about the Sabbath, you guys, is to be with Jesus. That's why we Sabbath. It's not just a day for you to do whatever is nice for you. It's to be with Jesus. God says, I want you to, I'm setting time aside for you to specifically 
be with me. Do something that makes you love me more. So basics, right? Like we got like, to read this book. Like set time aside, extra time. Like I'm going to read this book. Maybe it's journaling for you. Um, maybe it's like I'm going to go on a walk and like intentionally think about and talk to the Lord. I'm just going to cast all my burdens on the Lord. Like I want to be with the Lord. Another one is, and this is many of you, like you, you need people to, to like push you towards the Lord. Like you need to be in community. You need to like go hang out with some friends and talk about Jesus, to pray for one another, whatever, to like come to church like on Sunday. That's part of what we do on Sabbath, to gather with the people of God. It like stirs our hearts for the Lord. And so the first part is, of Sabbath is don't work, stop working. But the second is this, but I want you to specifically pursue me. Now Sabbath in the Bible has a couple purposes that you wouldn't think about right off the top of your head. Um, the first like purpose that, that the Bible says that Sabbath does is it actually reminds you of your creator. Okay, listen to this verse in Exodus 31, 16, 17. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. Listen, it is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and refreshed. Okay, this is interesting. Sabbath is not just because we get tired. We Sabbath because God Sabbathed. Let that blow your mind. God Sabbathed. God doesn't get tired, doesn't need anything. He's not broken. And he stopped working and just simply was and enjoyed what he made. That's, what, that's part of who God is. Think about that. God created the world in six days. And then what God saw fit to do is, I'm gonna take a whole day and I'm gonna do nothing. And I'm gonna enjoy my creation. And I will not work. Now, you were created in that God's image. And God says it is good and right for you to do the same thing, to simply stop and enjoy my creation and enjoy me. Like God Sabbaths, God Sabbaths. It's mind-blowing. That's just part of what it is to be like how God made things to be right. So Sabbath reminds us this is what God does to be. You guys, we can be really like, action-minded, like I got to go do this for the Lord. I got to get this done. We can be all about work. And there's something profound, God says, to nope, stop and just be. We're, we're, you maybe have heard this, we're human beings. There's something profound in how you are made to just simply be. And that's hard, you guys. Because when we stop and we simply be, all of a sudden we're like, man, all this stuff just kind of like rises to the surface. Like this is really hard for me. Why is this hard for me? Why can't I just simply be? This is very difficult. And so Sabbath allows us to start like dealing with many of our issues. The second thing Sabbath does is it reminds us that we are creation. So look, look at uh, Exodus 23, 12. Let me read it. Six days you shall do your work. But on the seventh day you shall rest that your ox and your donkey may have rest. The son of your servant, woman, the alien may be refreshed. So God just rests, but then he makes he designed creation to rest. Sabbath wasn't just for certain people. It wasn't for the rich people. It wasn't for the people who were religious. It was for like your donkey. It was for everything. Sabbath is what God designed creation to do, to stop. Now, if you guys are kind of like theologically minded, you may be asking this question. Yeah, but like that's like Old Testament. 
And do we really have to Sabbath? Like, is that a rule? Is that a law? Like, I see, I know it's in the Ten Commandments. I know it talks about it in Genesis. But like, do I have to Sabbath? Didn't Jesus fulfill the Sabbath? Those are good questions. Um, I'm glad you asked it. Um, and I'll actually have a couple points on that. So number one, I just want you to see, first of all, that Sabbath was a really big deal to the Lord. It was a really big deal. I'm going to read you this verse from Exodus 31. Six days shall work be done. The seventh day Sabbath is a solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath shall be put to death. Okay, what? Uh, Sabbath was so important, at least in the Old Testament, that this guy went to like collect some sticks and God's like, you guys have to kill that dude. And they literally killed a guy for picking up sticks on the Sabbath. So I'm not answering the question yet, but I'm just saying it was a big deal to God. It was a big deal. Uh, so, so do Christians Sabbath though? And, and there's two answers to this. Number one, the entire Old Testament, pretty much all of this, was fulfilled in Christ. Christ fulfilled the law. We don't gain our righteousness before God from obeying the law. You do not add any bit to your account when you obey all of the commandments in the Bible. And do you know what's cool? You don't, uh, if you're a Christian, you don't lose righteousness when you fail to obey because we, if you're a Christian, are covered in the blood of Jesus. And also, Paul in Galatians rebukes some people who were like weird about, like, nope, you have to do this on this day. In fact, Jesus was like, hey, when people start taking Sabbath seriously, they can actually get really weird and they got really religious about it. And they got so twisted with Sabbath that they wouldn't even, like they accused Jesus of sinning when he started healing people on the Sabbath. So technically, you guys, listen, you do not uh, gain credit with God when you Sabbath. Sabbath was fulfilled in Jesus. But listen to this. We see that Sabbath is still part of how God made you, part of who God is, part of how he's created all of creation. And it's also in that moral law of 10 commandments that are like, hey, if you do these things, it's, it's a good thing. It's good to not have other gods. It's good to not kill people. It's good to not commit adultery and steal. It's good to rest. And so on the one hand, Sabbath, hey, listen, you guys are free. If you never want a Sabbath again, God's not like, you're disobeying my law. But listen, we miss it when we start taking the commandments of God, we're like, oh, cool, I don't have to make sacrifices anymore. Oh, cool, I don't have to Sabbath anymore. Do you guys know that the primary reason God gave us Sabbath is a gift? Listen, God offers you a gift. He offers you a gift of rest. And so how silly of us um, when God's like, hey, I want to give you a gift. And we're like, do I have to do this though, God? Like, do I have to open this present? It just seems like, I don't know. Like, how silly of us when God's like, I want to give you a gift. I want to give you a gift. And we're like, do I really have to do this? You guys, Sabbath will make your life so much better. Um, my wife and I didn't used to Sabbath. In fact, I was trying to remember, when do we start Sabbathing? We don't even know. But when we got married, we didn't Sabbath because we we're like, no, nah, we're free in Christ. Like we don't need a Sabbath. Um, and honestly, we were working like multiple minimum wage jobs in Santa Barbara, just trying to survive. And we're like, we don't have time to Sabbath. Honestly, we just have to do what we have to do. We don't have time to do this. And so we were just in survival mode. We didn't Sabbath. Um, I didn't Sabbath my whole life. I didn't Sabbath in college. I didn't Sabbath right when I got married. But listen, I, we were so busy and life was so crazy that we actually learned Sabbath as survival to survive our busyness. 
You guys, we learned that when we, when we don't do work and we had too much work to do, we actually began to be restored. It would be like saying, I'm too hungry to eat right now. I'm just too hungry. Hey, maybe you should like go to sleep. Honestly, I'm too tired. I can't, I have no time to sleep. But like you're just walking around like a zombie. When we refuse this gift of God, because we're too busy, we're like, like, that is exactly why we have the Sabbath. The absolute reason why we have to Sabbath is because we need it and we're designed for it. You guys, now Sabbath is the best day of my week, pretty much every time, pretty much every time. And it's hard and it's like all day long, I just want to look at my phone. I want to like do laundry because there's a pile right there. Like I want to, I start thinking about planning things. I'm like, oh, should I make those notes? So I don't forget that. You guys, but it is so life-giving to choose not to work. So much so that now, if I don't Sabbath, you guys don't want to hang out with me. Honestly, my wife is like, when I don't Sabbath, I am a different human being. I am so grumpy because my soul now depends on it. It's like when you're going on like on a run or a hike and you see the finish line, you like, you're mentally like, okay, I can stop when I get there. And imagine getting there and someone says, all right, just another one. Here we go. Like imagine what that would do to your soul. Like you'd be like, I can't, I can't do that. That's going to break me. You guys, we're designed this a weekly rhythm to when we get to that point to enjoy and stop and rest, to enjoy and stop and rest. But here's the deal. When you start trying to Sabbath, you're going to have a really hard time from your own issues. You're going to have a hard time from the world. And you guys, you're going to have a hard time from the enemy who does not want you to Sabbath. God gave us Sabbath. Actually, originally, it was this act of resistance of we're not going to be like the world. Do you guys remember what happened to Israel right after, right before he gave them this? They were slaves. You know what slaves have to do? They work every day and they don't get paid and they never stop. They were slaves and God saved them and brought them to himself. And this is what he's saying. Hey, you are not a slave anymore. You're not a slave. You need to stop working. You need to get out of this rhythm of, I just have to keep going. You're more than what you do. You're more than what you do. Do you know what's crazy though is these were like farmers. They relied on their work. Uh, There's a lot to do. Farming doesn't really stop, especially in like harvest season or planting season. And here's what God said. On that day, when there's so much work to do, don't do it. But you're like, yeah, but God, like there's, there's work to do. If I don't go do this stuff, it's not gonna get done. And God's like, you're right. It's not gonna get done. And then we think, yeah, but if it doesn't get done, like, and then our soul just freaks out. But guess what happens? If you Sabbath, and the work doesn't get done, the world just keeps going. And like your crop doesn't disappear and life is okay. And when we actually learn to just trust the Lord on that day, we, we see, wait, I'm not God. And the universe just kept going and my life just kept going. And I'm actually in a pretty good mood and I'm like ready to go to work. When we choose, I will not work. It's fruitful, you guys. And even when you're like, wait, but my life will fall apart if I don't do this. That's exactly why we need to rest. What if the work doesn't get done? God says, hey, that's okay. And here's the, here's the other thing. When you try to Sabbath, this is what's gonna happen. All your friends are gonna be like, hey, yeah, like let's go do this thing. And inside you're like, man, I'll do it because you're my friend, but that's not really life-giving for me. And all of a sudden you, you have like, you're like as if you're in this current, swimming and God's like, hey, swim over here across the current and hang out with me. 
Like that's not going to be easy because when you're going to try and like go sideways to the current, like you're going to be getting hit constantly. People like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. And you're going to have to say, no, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for my Sabbath. Do you know what else? The devil, he, there's a, he's a real guy. He hates us. He hates Jesus. He hates you being with Jesus. He hates you resting and he hates you Sabbathing. And when Ariana and I started like trying to Sabbath, it's almost we like laugh. You guys, we would fight every Sabbath, no matter what. No matter what for, I think, years, years on end. We just be, it's the best week. Sabbath comes, we're fighting. I don't like, why are we fighting? This is the day that we're supposed to rest. And like, you guys, there's real, like the, the devil does not want us to rest. He hates us resting and being with Jesus. There will be real resistance when you begin to try and rest. You're gonna, you're gonna have resistance from the world. You're gonna have resistance from your own heart. You're gonna have resistance from the enemy. Yet God says, hey, trust me, be with me, be with me. The last thing I wanna say about the Sabbath is this, you guys. Um, and if you, you should turn here, turn to Deuteronomy chapter five. This is the last verse we're gonna read. Deuteronomy chapter five, verse 12. That's two books over from Leviticus. Deuteronomy chapter five, verse 12 says this. I'm gonna read through 15. Observe the Sabbath day. Keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, your ox, your donkey, or any livestock or your sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant, your female servant may rest as well as you. Okay, so that's the standard. We've read that like five times. But look what he says here. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Okay, so when Jews, Orthodox Jews throughout history, even now, if you go to Jews' house on Friday night, they have two candles for Sabbath. They light two candles. The first candle is to remember what we said of creation. We're remembering God created the world and the seventh day he rested. But do you know what the second candle is to remember? The second candle is to remember this, that God says, I have rescued you. I have redeemed you from slavery. And you guys, that rescuing and redeeming, do you know what that points us to? We know what that points us to. That points us to Jesus. You guys, you know what Sabbath is an ultimate pointer to? It's a pointer to Jesus who did all the work, the hard work of salvation that you could not do. Jesus was perfect. Jesus never sinned. Jesus obeyed every single commandment in this book perfectly. We couldn't pull that off. We could not work that hard, that well. We could not save ourselves. We could not build a tower or climb a ladder up to heaven. We could not do that work, but Jesus could. And Jesus did that work. And do you know what else Jesus did? He finished it and he sat down and he rested. You guys, on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. Did you know that Jesus finished the most important work of making you right with God. Jesus is the only one who could pull that off and he finished and he's sitting down right now. And so you know what that means? Jesus does the work you can't do and Jesus brings the rest, the only rest 
that is better than any other rest you're going to find in this world. Jesus brings real, true rest. You guys, that means you need to stop working to earn God's love. That means you need to trust that Jesus did that work. That means you need to stop looking to other things to find rest. You will only find rest for your soul in Jesus. He finished the work and he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Stop trying to work to please me. Stop trying to work to clean yourself up. Trust me and find rest for your soul. And we can find that rest right now, you guys. But listen, there's coming a day. Do you know what Sabbath ultimately points us to? The day when you will be in a new earth with a new body and there will be no more strife and no more sorrow and no more just exhaustion, no more brokenness. Like there will be true, deep, satisfying rest forever and ever and ever because of what Jesus has done for you. You guys, that rest is coming. That rest is coming and that rest gets us, that, that, that's enough to get you through the day. That's enough to get you through a week. That's enough to get you through a life, you guys. Like this is so hard, but this is a moment and I'm gonna be with Jesus forever. I'm gonna have true, deep rest in Jesus and your soul will never be tired and your heart will never be tired and your body will never be broken and tired and your mind won't just be spinning out and tired and confused. That rest is found in Jesus. And so what we're gonna do right now, you guys, is we're gonna, we're gonna simply rest in the presence of Jesus. We're gonna rest in his presence. Again, like I just, I love that the Lord gave us the name Abide, which Backstory, he gave us that name. I hate naming things. I didn't want to name it. Uh, but like prophetically, many people are like, hey, it's the Bible over and over again. I was like, okay, I hear you, Lord. So I love that because you know what we're called to do right now? Nothing. Rest. Be with Jesus. Abide in him. Be with him. Rest in his finished work for you and experience the rest for your soul. And that's going to be enough, you guys, to get you through the week. That's going to be enough to get you through tonight and tomorrow and the, your entire life if you stay near to Jesus and rest in him. So I'm going to pray for us. We're going to abide in his presence together. Jesus, thank you that you have done the work that we could never do. Jesus, thank you that you provide the rest for our soul that we could never provide for ourselves. Jesus, and I just thank you for your word and for your, the gift of Sabbath. Thank you that you fulfilled it in terms of the law, but thank you that you've still given us a wonderful gift to rest, to be still, to know there's more to our identity than what we do. So Lord, right now, we just want to practice being in your presence. We want to still our hearts. We want to still our souls. We want to be with you, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you help us? Man, many of us have issues. Many of us have fears and wounds and, and sin and just we, we have all this guilt. Um, we maybe have been hurt. We have questions about who you are and what you're like. Jesus, I just ask that you would, you would bring us to you. We take those questions to you. And I just ask that we would enjoy you together right now, Lord. If we have, if we have questions or hurts, would we turn to a brother and sister and get prayer? Would we go to the prayer team and get prayer? 
that we're not alone, that we get to be in this together, Lord. So would we enjoy you and rest in you right now, Jesus?